2: Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.
1: Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.
3: This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback.
1: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace Buried alive Is there anything More terrifying than that We often see it on Movies and mystery movies Adventure movies And in those movies somehow The person always manages to scramble back out That is not always The case And what kind of a mind does it take for a perp to bury a victim alive? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Buried alive is exactly what happened to this young victim. First of all, take a listen to our friends at King 5 News.
5: Right now, Lacey police are looking for a woman believed to be kidnapped. Take a look. Police say young suk Ann, who you see right here, was taken from her home in a light blue 2006 Dodge Grand Caravan. Officers believe he took the victim from her home and she is in danger tonight, they say. If you see either of them, call 911.
0: Can you hear me?
6: what's going on there okay I'm gonna get help
1: started to you you can hear muffled screaming as if someone has been duct taped what we learn is spine chilling you are hearing our friends at King 5, as well as the victim's 911 call, she managed to make. Now, take a listen to our friends at
3: KIRO7. Chilling new audio now of a 911 call from a woman who was kidnapped, then bound and gagged with duct tape. She was able to call 911 amazingly with her Apple Watch, but she had duct tape over her mouth, so she could only mumble noises to the operators.
0: What's
6: going on there? Okay, I'm going to get help started to you.
3: That poor woman. That call goes on for more than 10 minutes. And
1: you can hear her. She can't make out or enunciate anything about where she is, if she even knew where she was. With me and all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now, somehow this woman manages to think of calling from her Apple watch. Uh, with me an all-star panel to make sense of this, first to Lisa Daddio, former police lieutenant, New Haven PD, now senior lecturer at the Director for Advanced Policing and Graduate Program Coordinator at University of New Haven. Uh, Lisa, thanks for being with us. Explain how that 911 call was made from an Apple Watch. Thank you, Nancy, for having me. Um,
7: technology is one of those things. It's constantly evolving and actually helping um, both those that use it and also law enforcement when something this horrific has happened. So the victim somehow managed to actually activate uh, her watch to call authorities. And there's an app that they can use if you're in crisis. Um, it notifies police departments. It notifies uh, kind of who you identified to be contacted if you, there's an emergency. And it keeps sending out alerts along with approximate locations of where you are to help find you if something horrific has happened.
1: And in this case, you have a female victim beaten, brutalized, duct-taped, her mouth duct-taped, and even buried alive. This woman, trying to keep her wits about her, manages to call 911 from the Apple, her Apple Watch. It's amazing, and you can hear her as she's desperately trying to save her own life. So how does this lady end up buried alive? First of all, I want you to hear the sound we just played from K-I-R-O. Take a listen again as she
3: tries to enunciate. Chilling new audio now of a 911 call from a woman who was kidnapped, then bound and gagged with duct tape. She was able to call 911 amazingly with her Apple Watch, but she had duct tape over her mouth so she could only mumble noises to the operators. Can you hear me?
0: What's going on
6: there?
8: okay i'm gonna get help started to
3: you poor woman that call goes on for more than 10 minutes take a listen
1: again to our friends at k-i-r-o of course when someone makes a call from any phone practically just call our id and especially the number can be traced when an an Apple Watch is used, and that should be connected to the victim's name for billing purposes. But finding it in time to save a life is an altogether different matter. But here, we do learn, based on that a little bit, of how she comes to be buried
6: alive. Our friends at KIRO7. This happened in a wooded area in Lacey where the woman was buried in a shallow grave. What happened is incredibly disturbing. It started in this Lacey neighborhood. Punched her in the head and threw her to the ground before duct taping her arms behind her back, her ankles, and duct tape over her mouth and eyes. Then he put her into a van and drove south to a wooded area. At this point, cops
1: are racing against the clock to try and find a woman they believe to be incapacitated, not realizing yet that she is under the dirt. What can they do? They now know where she lives. They know possibly her name. The search is on. First, they do something really smart. They go to neighbors and they look for ring doorbell video. Take a listen to our friends at Inside Edition.
3: Here he is on a neighbor's ring camera after allegedly throwing her into the minivan and driving off to what he thought was her grave. Seven miles away in Lacey, Washington. He's then accused of dragging her into the woods, digging a shallow grave and burying her alive.
1: I'm trying to figure out what mind frame would bury someone alive. With me, the psychoanalyst to the stars, Dr. Bethany Marshall, joining us from L.A. Dr. Bethany, thank you for being with us. She's the star of a Netflix series, Bling Empire. Bethany, you and I have talked about a lot of murders, but burying someone alive, I mean, this is not the first time that phenomena has happened. Take a listen to, you'll all remember this case. I referred to her as the girl in pink it's jessica lunford from our friends at ap
2: prosecutors started to lay out their case against john evander cooey accused of murdering nine-year-old jessica lunford in 2005 prosecutors say dna and other forensic evidence will show that cooey a convicted sex offender took the third grader and her stuffed dolphin toy then buried her alive
9: she was put in two plastic bags with her dolphin put in a hole and there in the dark with only the dolphin, she suffocated. The evidence will show that the one man responsible for all of these acts is sitting right there.
2: One of the first witnesses was Jessica's father, Mark Lunsford, who told jurors he had spent that fateful February night at his girlfriend's house and then came home to make a shocking discovery.
1: That's right. Our friend Mark Lunsford came home to discover his little girl was gone. He hadn't just left her alone. He had left her with relatives. They were babysitting. And little did they know that Cooey, who was secretly living catty-cornered to their home, was back. Back with relatives. He wasn't supposed to be there. They had no idea he was there. A convicted child predator just yards away from nine-year-old Jessica Lunsford, and she ended up being buried alive. Hey, you know, Dr. Bethany Marshall, hold on just a moment. I have a forensic question for Dr. Jan Gorniak, medical examiner, Clark County Board Certified Forensic Pathologist. And when I say Clark County, there's a lot of Clark Counties in the U.S., but this one is in Vegas. And there's never a lack of business there. Dr. Gorniak, thank you for being with us. How can you look at a body and tell, uh, of course, they're asphyxiated, they're suffocated, but how can you tell that they were buried alive, that they died buried down in the dirt? Oh, that's that's a fantastic
8: question. So what we look for is any, I mean, if they're buried alive, any dirt or any foreign debris within their airway. Um, I know this lady was, was gagged, so it might have been um, unable to, to see that, but based on other signs on their body, as if they were fighting any other injuries, dirt underneath their fingernails because they're trying to, to claw their, their, their way out, that would be a sign that they were alive at the time they were buried.
1: You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.
5: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
1: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace I was thinking about uh, Jessica Lunsford and it reminded me of the very first murder trial I ever had. I had no idea what I was doing. The victim's name was Mary and she was asphyxiated with one of those clear plastic laundry bags. She was bludgeoned, but that didn't kill her. And... When I went to the medical examiner, there was no mention of this, uh, Dr. Jan Gorniak, in the autopsy report. But when, wait, yes, there was a mention of it, but it was just a line and it didn't make any sense to me. And when I looked at her autopsy photo, the one taken just before the uh, postmortem begins, she was lying there and there were dots all over her face and mouth. And I asked the medical examiner, what is that? And he told me it was where she had tried so desperately to breathe. She had inhaled the clear plastic laundry bag. And there were tiny dots all around her mouth and nose. And there was one line in the autopsy report that said particles were removed from her mouth and nose. I didn't know what that meant. Then I saw the picture, then I asked the question and learned. And I'm just wondering, for instance, Jessica Lunsford was put in a trash bag before she was buried alive about the plastic actually going into her mouth and nose as she tried to breathe. Um, Would be one thing that I believe I would note if I were a medical examiner like yourself, but you're saying that precluding the burial in a bag or other Covering, you would find microscopic debris in the lungs and the throat and the nasal passageway from dirt. That is correct. We might even see what we say grossly with the naked eye
8: as we as we open up the airway, because um, during a, a postmortem examination, we're looking at at everything. So Gosh. we might see it not only in the airway, but like you also mentioned, microscopically mm. underneath the microscope in 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 the lungs because. They're, they're inhaling, you, you know, you're, you're inhaling and in a case like this, stands a garbage bag over somebody's face, there's plenty of opportunity for particles to go in the mouth up to nose um, and be able to see once again in the in the airway and microscopically in the lungs. But in, then it, and it's also becomes there's so many different ways when you say asphyxiation, right? You have smothering, you have suffocation. So in a case like this, it will be a combination of a lot because you have occlusion from the outside of your nose and mouth. So, you know, if someone is being smothered so from the outside. So you have smothering from the outside and then choking from the inside. So essentially, when you get foreign material into your airway, you're choking.
1: Okay, hold on. i, I got to take in what you're saying, Dr. Gorniak. Hold on just a moment. i got to digest what you're saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't thought. Of it. No, 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 no you're just about uh warp speed ahead of the rest of us or at least ahead of me <laughs> everybody else probably understands i'm just i've never thought about that maybe because i didn't want to about the right. choking aspect of this scenario where the victim is actually choking they're trying desperately to breathe and they're choking on the dirt correct so like i said you have the smothering which is You know, you're, you're covering up
8: the nose and the mouth so air can't get in. So sometimes the air can get in and then while you're getting the air in, you're also bringing foreign materials into your airway. And so once you occlude or close off your, your airway inside in your, in your neck and your throat, then that becomes a choking.
1: And
0: I add another layer to that. Is this Dr. Bethany Marshall? Yes, yes, yes. And, well, in order to be able to breathe, you have to be able to expand your chest to bring air into your lungs, and dirt is very heavy. So Correct. even just six six inches of dirt on your body is going to preclude you from being able to expand your rib cage, and so right. that would be yet another desperate feeling this woman was oh. uh, exposed to
8: that that's a great we also consider that we call it positional asphyxiation or mechanical asphyxiation where you have something heavy that's on your body in this case dirt limbs from trees and you can't expand you can't take adequate breaths so you're going to suffocate that way because you can't expand your 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 diaphragm and
0: your lungs
1: okay dr bethany marshall now i know why i hadn't really thought it through because it's horrible and horrible. everybody on our panel right now sees these type of crimes, sees murder every day. But you don't see a, a burial alive every day. It's actually pretty rare. Have you heard of it that much, Jackie? I, I have not. I mean, I've had it. I've investigated it. I've worked it. But... You know, Dr. Bethany Marshall, when you take the victim out of the ground, Mm -hmm. of course, they're all covered with dirt, and it's in their hair, it's in their mouth, their ears, their nose, their eyes, but it's only when, as Dr. Jan Gorniak, uh, Vegas medical examiner, as she described, you look into the air passages, that's when you find Mm -hmm. out they're buried alive. Now, my question to you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, is killing is one thing, and that's bad enough. Mm -hmm. Okay? But burying someone alive is just no mercy. That is one cold SOB that would do
0: that to this lady. So Nancy, there's another bearing alive that we don't consider, although we see it all the time and we cover it um, on your show. And that is infants who are either flushed down a toilet, drowned, or thrown in the trash. That's a different kind of bearing alive.
1: Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. You're saying a a baby. Yes.
0: Okay. A baby. It, It may not be methodical, thought out in quite the same way, but I think the psychology might be similar. So, Uh, A woman who has an unwanted baby, she never bonds to the baby. Hey, you're way out
1: in the weeds, Bethany. No offense, but you really, really are. Can I just get the bus back in the middle of the road? We're talking about a grown woman buried, bound and gagged, and buried, covered up with dirt, and the poor thing tries to call 911 Mm -hmm. from her Apple Watch. Okay? Okay, now... You can just percolate about infants and toilet bowls for a moment. But I'm going to get us back on track in this case and what happened to this victim and similar victims, buried alive victims. Now, I talked to you about Jessica Lundford, a case that I know very, very well and personally went to Florida and investigated. But there are others. Take a listen to our cut Twenty nine. Listen to these. These. Oh man. I. Um, this is from Four J A X.
10: Reggie and Carol Sumner were reported missing from their home. They've been buried alive. Prosecutors said the couple
7: was kidnapped from their Saint Nicholas home, forced to make cash withdrawals from ATMs, then buried alive in Charlton County, Georgia shovels and crime scene photos were shown
1: at trial other evidence were photos of the defendants posing with money and drinking champagne in the back of a limo okay troy slayton dare i conjure that name up troy slayton high profile la criminal defense attorney at Slayton lawyers you can find him on twitter at troy slayton now troy slayton i'm sure you always have a comeback for everything i throw at you but buried alive. And what about these these two? Listen, drinking champagne and posing with the victim's money in the back of a limo right after they bury them alive. They're down there trying to breathe, and they're posing with champagne and money in the back of a limo. What do you do with that,
10: Slayton? Uh, well, that's pretty tough, Nancy. And, you know, we're not in the business of criminal defense because things are easy. Why are you in it?
1: For the money? Because I would charge them a lot of money. I mean, hey, Slate, let me ask you a question, just a little detour here. Most criminal defense attorneys that I know that handle murder cases, they're like, you got to pay me up front. I I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole unless you throw down 100 grand right now. I mean, with a case like this, I guess you get paid up front, right?
10: The money aside, Nancy...
1: I knew you weren't going to answer.
10: Prosecutors like you are thrilled when they can show uh, a depraved indifference to human life. When they can show that uh, not only did the person do something wrong, but that they did it with such an evil heart that uh, it makes the jury, it preys on the jury's passions and prejudice and, and wants to throw the person away forever
1: how about the hard evidence speaking of hard evidence you know those two they're in the back of the limo drinking champagne and showing off all the money they just stole from the victims that are gagging and trying to breathe and dying underground take a listen to first coast news there's more
2: 33 year old tiffany cole was one of three people convicted in the crime alan wade and cole's boyfriend michael jackson the man identified as the mastermind also sit on death row A third man, Bruce Nixon, testified against the others and is serving 45 years in prison. Prosecutors said the four conspirators kidnapped, robbed, and buried this couple, 61-year-old Carol and Reggie Sumner, burying them alive in Charlton County, Georgia
9: tiffany cole and the three others were arrested and charged with murder according to police cole knew the sumners and had even bought a car from them they say she provided the link the couple was kidnapped and robbed
7: their bodies found in a shallow grave in georgia and during her trial cole pointed the finger at her boyfriend michael jackson
8: but please remember that i didn't do this i'm not the monster that created this but i am sorry i met him
1: Okay, wait a minute. Jackie, wasn't she the one posing in the back of the limo with the champagne? Okay, yeah. She
6: was.
1: Yeah, I'm not big feeling. Smile on her face. Yeah, big smile on her face. Yeah, he made me drink that champagne and count all that money in those photos. Well, listen to this one. Here's a guy who buries his daughter alive. As punishment and P.S., she's just six years old. I, I were cut 31 from CBS.
9: A Green County man behind bars facing child abuse charges after police say he assaulted his six year old daughter. According to a criminal complaint, the victim stated to a CYS worker that her father, 50 year old John Kraft, would hit her with his hands, belt, and arm, which had a metal plate inside. Her older brother also reporting to CYS, he witnessed Kraft bury his sister in The yard on one occasion, leaving her outside in the freezing cold all night. Paperwork says the child reported to CYS Kraft did this as punishment when he thought she was lying. Police say the child's stepmother intervened at least once when Kraft was assaulting the six year old and gave her a bath one night after she was buried
1: alive. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Okay, let's get back to this case right here. Who would bury? A woman alive, beat her, duct tape her, and bury her alive. Well, the police are on it. Take a listen to Hour Cut 12 from King 5.
9: Their daughter told police the two were going through a divorce and Ann would come by their home in Lacey to do laundry. Security camera footage shared by a neighbor shows a man who authorities say was identified as On pulling a minivan into the garage. The van is later seen speeding out of the neighborhood. Those probable cause documents allege On attacked his wife, tying her up with duct tape. He then drove her into the woods
1: not far from their home, dug a hole and placed her in the ground. Her husband That's who. Isn't that right with me? Dave Mack, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com. Her husband that she had a TRO, temporary restraining order against, which was not worth the paper it's written on apparently, but she was letting him come by and do his laundry there. I'm not blaming her. I'm blaming him, but that's who we're saying. Who would do this? What kind of creepy? sadistic stranger predator would do this. It's her husband.
2: You know, Nancy, that TRO had actually expired. And oh. again, just as a point of reference here, he came over, okay, to her house. And and this is the part that gets me because she had the wherewithal to use her Apple watch. You know, he pounded her in the head. He beat the crap out of her before he was able to put the tape on her face and tie mm. her hands. So, she actually had You know In a real fight It's not like in the movies Or on TV No it's when not Dave When you get hit in the head You go dizzy You know When you get hit in the head You really do kind of come Unraveled a bit But she was able to Keep her mind about her it's To actually figure out a way to use that Apple Watch. And, hey, kudos to the 911 operator for trying to get information so that she could identify where this call was coming from. And you know what
1: else, Dave Mack? Normally, we light into the 911 operators because they're like, okay, okay. What are you wearing? Just like, stop. This 911 operator was incredible. So the police are on it now. What unfolded that day? How does she end up buried alive?
6: Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. Young suk On returns home from church to find her estranged husband at the home. As the two discuss their pending divorce, Young suk On sent her children to another area. On allegedly says he would rather kill his wife than give her his retirement money. He then reportedly ties her hands behind her back with duct tape. He also ties her at the thighs and ankles and puts tape over her eyes. Young Sogon was, however, able to call 911 using her Apple Watch. She also sends an emergency alert to her trusted contacts, including her eldest child. Though 911 dispatch could not make out what was happening on the call since Young suk Ahn was gagged. They did track the call. When police arrived at the home, Shea An allegedly had already left with his wife captive in his van.
1: Okay, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining us out of Beverly Hills. It's not like as if it's any better. He's not even saying, I can't live without you. He's saying, I'm not going to give you half my retirement money. So I'm going to beat you duct tape you, and bury you alive over his retirement money.
0: I don't even believe that. You know, these criminals come up with all kinds of explanations for why they do what they do, but usually the real reason deep down is something totally, totally different. And I think people who perpetrators who bury somebody alive, they have such disregard for life. But by that, I mean, it's not that they just want to kill the person, but the idea that that person breathes, that person sees, that person loves, that person is a sentient human being is not really so much on their radar. I mean, I mean, often we think of jealousy envy resentment simmering resentment as being motivations for homicide in this case I almost think that he didn't see her as a real human being and so I think this is just a, a low-functioning jerk who's lurking around her house just thinking about how to get her out of the way for whatever reason who knows whatever reason is is kind of percolating in his mind. So the police are on it and that call
1: is actually made from our Apple watch After he hits her in the head like Dave Mack was telling us, she's bound and gagged, duct taped across her mouth at the home. That's when she makes that Apple Watch call. Then we have the miracle. Take a listen to K I R O.
6: The victim says she was put into a hole in the ground with a tree put on top of her before her husband started burying her with dirt. She told police she was in the ground for a few hours and feared she would die. Eventually, she was able to get her hands free as well as her feet free from that duct tape and managed to get out of the shallow grave. Documents say she ran through the woods for about 30 minutes before finding a road and a house just after midnight on Monday and begged them
3: to call 911. And more from KIRO7. Probable cause documents tell us that man came back in the room, found her Apple watch, and he smashed it with a hammer while it was still on her wrist, but the call continued. She told police she, he drove her to the woods, he stabbed her in the chest and buried her alive, but she was eventually able to wriggle through the dirt, get out of that hole, and run away. That woman, amazingly, ran through the woods for a half an hour. She found a house where the owner called 911. Sheriff's deputies responded for help. Police say her estranged husband's motive was losing money in their upcoming divorce.
6: Young suk Ahn escaped the shallow grave her estranged husband put her in. She said Shea An attacked her, dug the grave, and put her inside. He placed a heavy tree on her and then threw dirt on her. Detectives say the hole Young suk Ahn was buried in was 65 inches long, 30 inches wide, and 19 inches deep. Inside, there was loose dirt, duct tape, and hair consistent with Young Sookan. To Lisa Dadio joining me, former police lieutenant at New
1: Haven PD, now at University of New Haven in the Center for Advanced Policing, Lisa, this sounds as if it was very well planned. If he dug that hole ahead of time, 65 inches long, like a burial spot,
7: yeah, I mean, it's it was definitely premeditated and preplanned. I mean, you just don't wake up one day, say, hey, I'm going to you know, assault my wife, and then I'm going to find somewhere to put her, and then while she's there, I'm going to dig a grave. It's something that he's been planning for God knows how long, and investigators will find that out. They'll be able to get a pretty good timeline on when he started this thing by looking at a lot of different things, credit card usage video footage possibly even cell phone uh his cell phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um method to kind of try to figure out how long he's been planning this not that it changed the facts of the case because it doesn't but it just shows that this wasn't just like you know there's premeditation here no matter which way you look at it just a no matter of how long he's been planning this
1: to you dave Matt crime online.com investigative reporter it seems like the motive is very clear as not a love crime which does not make it any less horrible but it's about his money they're getting a divorce and he does not want her to get half his retirement money that's what it's all about
2: it's 100 percent about money this is a money-motivated crime salt down right down to the nitty-gritty
1: You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe,
5: for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
1: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace Troy Slayton, uh, you and I see a lot of homicides, a lot of them. But there's something about the money motive. And of course, the state doesn't have to prove why he did it. But I think juries like to hear what's the motive. You know, that is why uh, murder for pecuniary gain it's an aggravating circumstance for the death penalty because it is so cold and so calculated. Wouldn't you agree, Troy, that most murders, most homicides are not well thought out? There's not a long plan like I'm going to poison them every week with arsenic until they kill over six months from now. It's not like in the movies at all. Just bam, there, they're dead. Just like that. But a motive. A money motive murder has a whole nother layer of coldness.
10: Yes, Nancy. uh, Most murders happen uh, spur of the moment. But this was a case that involved a a lot of planning. Uh, The suspect here is a former military intelligence and you know, he, he tried, he had the wherewithal to smash the Apple watch that kept working, even though he smashed it with a hammer. And so, uh, In this case, the death penalty is not going to be on the table because this was an attempted murder. There wasn't, thank goodness, it wasn't a completed crime. But then there's also domestic violence kidnapping, uh, domestic violence assault. And so there's going to be a a lot of charges that can be piled up to keep them behind bars for a very long time. But I don't think this is even necessarily a presumptive life sentence without the possibility of parole.
1: You know, thinking about that money motive and the fact to you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, that she would still and this guy's in military intelligence. I'd like to hear what you what role that plays in this, if any, maybe as to his personality or his wherewithal to pull off a murder. And the fact that she would let him come over and do the laundry. That you know what, you remember the War of the Roses? I still remember that. It was Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner in their heyday, mm-hmm. and they were either getting a divorce or the property settlement or something, and they were sharing this big, huge mansion, and they ended up killing Didn't they both die in the end? I hate to be a spoiler, but it was 20 years ago, so that's your problem. Okay, that's on you. So they both die in the end in the middle of a struggle. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. There's a reason somebody's an ex.
0: Don't let him come over and do the laundry. But Nancy, you know this is the plight of the abused woman is that it's it's easy for her to feel guilty, to become confused, to blame herself and then to, then to let the perpetrator back in. You were talking about money as a motive. 44% of all crimes are over property disputes and or money. I mean, it is it is a very common motivator, the guy that the fact that this guy was in the armed services or the military, I would guess that he was homicidal first, and then being around um, maybe guns, weapons, people who are strategizing, maybe stimulated this latent tendency in him. But I want to say one more thing, and that is about the dirt, being buried, duct taping her and throwing her in the earth. It's as if he wanted her gone but he was too squeamish to do it himself, so he was going to let the earth do it for him. I know that sounds strange, but it's like he attacked her from behind. He did not want to be seen. He threw her in in the pack of his SUV. He put her in a shallow grave. Didn't he put a big, like, a a tree limb on top? It's like he wanted to walk away and just hope the dirty deed would be done, but he didn't want to look in a sense at the whites of her eyes as he was doing it. You know, we see like with stabbing and choking and all of these kinds of crimes. Those are often crimes of passion where the guy is getting out a lot of negative affect or emotion as he's killing the wife. I I mean, I know he stabbed her in the chest, but he did let the dirt do it for him. He just hoped that it would happen and that he could just not think about it anymore.
1: You know, I, I, I see a whole thesis paper for you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, on the aspects of Burying someone alive, not having the guts to carry through and actually murder them, but to let them die in the most horrific way, one of the most horrific ways I can think of. And he left a trail a mile wide. Take a listen to KOMO. Neighbors didn't want to talk on camera, but shared surveillance video of the terrified victim walking up to their door for help. Surveillance also captured officers looking for signs of the suspect and other evidence.
8: We found duct tape in the home and we believe that he used it um, to bind her hands and and she in fact did state that um, her hands were bound.
1: And more from our friend Les Trent at Inside Edition.
3: It sounds like something from a movie. The terror of being buried alive. Imagine it happening for real. Somehow, the brave mom of two shoved and kicked her way out of that 19-inch grave and ran through the woods for about 30 minutes before she found a house and raised the alarm. Her estranged husband, identified as Che On, was captured. His traumatized wife, Young On, begged the court not to release him on bail. These are her words.
8: Please, no bail. I am really afraid for my life.
1: I just want to emphasize that I fear him so much And he will kill me again if he is out. To you, Dr. Jan Gorniak, medical examiner, Clark County in Vegas. How often do you see, um, it's called a domestic homicide, which to me makes it sound way too warm and fuzzy where these women have gotten TPOs, temporary protective orders, restraining orders, and yet they end up dead in your office on your table. Um, it's, it, it happens, you know, more than we want to, to acknowledge. Um,
8: and it, it's unfortunate. Um, and it's sad that, you know, you, you have these protective orders. Um, and either party, you know, it could be the, the woman that says, you know, even though I have this protection order, I'm going to still allow him to come over to the laundry or have it and then drop the charges or the, the, the male subject doesn't care. I mean, it's just a piece of paper, you know what I mean? And by the time I do what I do, you know what I mean? The paper is not going to protect either one of us. So it, we do see those, those cases and those are, those are heartbreaking, especially when. Um, The female victim is doing everything they can to stay safe, to protect themselves and or their
1: children. I don't know if you guys remember uh, a case we just covered, a gorgeous young mom, Kiara. And she had a protective order, uh, Kiara Hudson, against her husband, Adam Benefield. She was so afraid of him, she would wear a bulletproof vest. That didn't work. He stalked her and rammed into her SUV while she was dropping their children off, three children in the back seat, rammed into her to get her to stop, then went over and fired directly into her vehicle and killed her. Even though she was wearing a vest, she was so afraid of him. Then there are emotional or mental machinations for instance in this case Dr Bethany he had her so twisted around with guilt she let him come do the laundry and she ends up buried alive i i mean there's
0: just so much to say about this. I mean, obviously, he, you know, if he wanted to do the laundry at her house, he's already making her feel guilty. He
1: can't afford the laundromat. Seriously? Military intelligence? What a line of BS. That poor woman. And she knew something was going down, Dr. Bethany, because she sent her other children, she sent the children, look, go in the other room. Let me talk to your father. And then this Mm -hmm. happens to her. Praise the Lord, she lived. Dave Mack, what did I hear? She's begging no bond. Please do not tell me some idiot judge is granting a bond.
2: Not granting bond, Nancy, and she did. She begged. She said, if he gets out, he will kill me. So, yeah, no bond. They're holding him.
1: When is this POC going to trial?
2: November 16th is their next day in court.
1: We'll be ready, Dave Mack. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe,
5: for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.